That sounds like something new, doesn't it? This week, you're getting a sneak preview of my next podcast. Oh, now that is a smooth bass line. Hey, gang, what's going on? It is Motor Cop, and yes, you heard some different music at the top of the show. That's because that is the new intro music for my brand new podcast, which isn't out yet. This is a sneak preview only for listeners for uh, WYE, of course. It's going to be called Badges and Budgets, because I'm not sure if you're uh, aware of this or not, but most first responders, that they're living paycheck to paycheck. They don't know where their money's going, and they make impulsive spending decisions without any plan whatsoever. My podcast is going to help you create a personalized spending plan, reduce your financial stress, prepare for retirement, and stop worrying about how you're going to make ends meet. You're going to be prepared. You're going to have a plan, and it's going to be fantastic. What I will say to you, however, is it's not going to be easy. So let's let's start right there. And the first episode I'm going to be talking about when it launches, and I'm, I'm aiming for a mid to late February, maybe early March launch date for Badges and Budgets podcast, but the first episode is going to be entitled, Most Cops Aren't Good With Money. Ow, that, that one, uh, way to start off a new show there, uh, MC. Just uh, shots fired already, huh? Going to tell me how, how bad I am with money. It's harsh, and it's a broad brush stroke, I will grant you, but I also happen to think it's, it's pretty accurate. And I think you might as well if you will open your minds for a minute. I'm going to ask you five questions. And I want to give you, I want you to give it a, a legitimate thinking on here. Number one, how many cops do you know that work a lot of overtime? Number two, how many of those same cops are debt free? Number three, how many cops do you know complain about all the overtime they work, but still work it because if they don't, they can't pay their bills? Number four, do you and or your fellow officers talk about how great you're doing financially, or do you hear more lamenting about how expensive Christmas or summer vacation are going to be and how they have to work a ton of overtime to pay it off? Note the use of the word pay it off and not pay for it ahead of time. That's a whole mindset thing we're going to get into a number of times, I am sure, over the lifetime of the Badges and Budgets podcast. Final question, how many cops do you know that have a minimum of one or two car payments. And I'll put myself out on Front Street on that one. Before we started getting our money in order, I had two car payments totaling between the two of them $1,100 a month. That is asinine. And to be absolutely frank with you, I have no idea how we made made it at all. <laughs> $1,100 a month? It was five forty two ten. I still remember it. And the other one was a, a little bit newer, didn't have it as long, so I, it's hard to remember, but I want to say it was like 560 something. But so between the two of them, we were over $1,100 a month. It's crazy. I'll bet if you look around your department parking lot, most of the cars, not all of them, but a, a good portion of them, certainly the majority of them, are driven by most of those officers less than two to three years old. The, the cars, not not the cops, that would be very difficult to, to do. Most cars in your PD parking lot are going to be less than two to three years old. 
I'm hazarding a guess, and a, a guess. And again, it's a broad brushstroke. I get it, but I'd take that bet, and I am a betting man. That means there's a, a better than average chance they're paying an average of $575 per month. The website nerdwallet.com, if you go on there and search you know, average car payment. As of when I wrote this episode, two, three, four weeks ago, it was $575. That's the average that any average American, and it's not you know cop specific, this is just random Joe, $575 a month. That's a crap ton of money. Now, in future episodes of Badges and Budgets, we're going to talk about the overtime cycle, what it is, how insidious it is, and how we get trapped in it. But for now, it's enough to simply acknowledge the existence of it and understand its, its siren-esque quality to get us to spend money. We're also going to be talking about mindset around money, which is kind of a weird thing to think about. It's not something that we as first responders typically do the mindset thing. It's becoming a little bit more prevalent, uh, which I'm happy to see, which means we're paying more attention to our our general wellness. But we're going to talk about why we are so reticent to share our financial experiences. You know, it's kind of that the taboo topic. You don't talk about it at Christmas or Thanksgiving dinner or, or you know, at, at parties or whatever. You just don't bring it up. How we relate to money in a very real and visceral way and some of the ways we can change our approach to our finances and improve our lives, both personally and professionally. But for now, let's get back to the topic at hand. Most of us cops aren't good with money. And part of the reason, I think, is because we have the opportunity, most of us, to work overtime. So instead of thinking to yourself, you know, how much does this thing cost? The question becomes, how much overtime do I have to work to make the payment? And I'm going to be telling stories during the show, uh, of course, as well. And that, that one hits pretty close to home for me when it came to a, a very large purchase that the wife and I made back in God, 2005, 2006, something like that. I think it was 2006. But we'll get into that in a future episode. Now, you're going to hear one of us grouchy veterans grumble something about making sure you max out your deferred comp and work all the overtime you can so you can stick it to the man someday, I, I guess. Listen, there's, there's nothing wrong at all with contributing to, you de to your deferred comp plan. Not, not a thing. I, I would encourage it. But I do have a bit of an unpopular opinion, and that's there is a right and a wrong time to do it. In, in a future episode, we're going to talk about why maxing it out immediately when you start your career or while you're buried in debt, not the best way to handle your money. Oh, I just pissed off a boatload of people, by the way. Hi, Gary. Good to see you. <laughs> Here's something else to keep in mind. You always want to take things you hear, it either in your own life or on this show, with a grain of salt. Do your own research and make up your own mind. Ostensibly, you're all adults. You should be able to, you know, look into stuff, not just read one thing on the internet, but multiple sources and make up your mind, make that decision. And again, that includes this show. The things we're going to be talking about come from my experience in paying off over $77,000 in debt in 28 months on just my salary, mind you, while living in one of the most expensive markets in the country. So don't tell me it can't be done. 
because yes, it can. I promise. We'll talk more about my experience soon. I don't want too much of the show to, to get underway without providing you with some credentials so you're aware of my experience, but I'm, I'm not going to belabor that right now. But why aren't we good with money? I'm talking about cops. And let me address the uh, our, our friends over at FIRE and EMS. Uh, y'all aren't great with it either, but I'm talking specifically to uh, the police officers for this one because that's been my experience. You guys can make up your, your own minds, but uh, I'm willing to bet, again, that some of these things are going to be ringing true for you. So why aren't cops good with money? I think there's a, a bunch of factors, but here's some to consider. The first thing, we start this job being told by peers, supervisors, administrators, the media, whomever, that we don't make enough money. Every contract that comes up, senior officers tell us all that the city, the county, or the state, they're trying to screw us, and we need to get what's ours. Now, I'm not going to argue the veracity of that statement, but I will vehemently argue with you that we are training our cops to view money from a completely negative mindset from the freaking jump. And it is a disservice to the industry. As the show progresses, you're going to come to learn your perspective and mindset surrounding money is absolutely everything. Something else. Some will tell you, you'll always be able to work overtime. Now these days, it seems like every PD on the planet is short-staffed and the OT is plentiful. That may be true, but always be wary when you hear absolutes like always and never. Absolutes seldom are. So what happens when that OT is reduced? Or eliminated? Or good God, what if you get hurt? You can't work that overtime. You've trained yourself to rely on it, but if it goes away, where does that leave you? And yours, your wife, your kids, your husband, whatever. Many of us weren't brought up to be financially responsible, be it a, a failure of parenting, my own stubbornness. Yes, I'm putting myself on, again, on Front Street here. I, I may set up a little shack on the side. Educational shortcomings. A lot of us didn't start this career with a lot of financial acumen. And for some of us, police work is our first real-life job with an adult-sized paycheck behind it. You can often kind of feel like that college junior who's barely 21 years old, keep in mind, that goes into the NFL with all that money and zero life skills. If you're not aware of what's happening with your money and you get that first big check, man, it is party time. I've walked that path. And it was, you know, in the moment, oh my God, it's a blast. I am not going to lie to you. It is super fun having a wad, of, a wad of hundreds in your pocket that you can just walk around and, you know, float them out there. That's fun. That's great. But that feeling goes away very, very quickly. And then there's that damn overtime cycle. Like I hinted before, it's way easy to slip into the, I've been working so much, I deserve it spending habit necessitates more overtime. It's a trap. If you're not picturing Admiral Akbar right now, it's a trap. We can't be friends and you should probably stop listening to the show. If you're not aware and you're not intentional with your money, that is to say you don't have a written spending plan, you run the very high risk of finding yourself trapped in this overtime cycle and it is not a kind mistress. 
Now, before you think I'm sitting here in my, my comfy retirement casting dispersions on everyone else, let me shatter that illusion for you. I succumbed to the overtime cycle for the first 13 years of my career. To be completely transparent, I likely would have continued to be blissfully ignorant, or fat, dumb, and happy, if you prefer, if it weren't for my wife, Katie. And she's going to come on future episodes to talk about her expertise when it comes to making the money work, but rest assured, if she hadn't told me very plainly that she was worried about our finances, I would have been content to continue our unplanned, reactionary spending, and our retirement would be the faintest of shades of what we're enjoying today. Now, we've all had countless calls with addicts. We've all heard the stories of 12-steppers, be it AA, NA, or the like. The first step is admitting there's a problem. Problems don't get solved until you call them out for what they are. The problem is this. You're not great at handling your money. Whether you want to admit it out loud or not, you're scared about your financial future. You miss being home with your family because you work so much damn overtime. You have fights about money with your spouse. You feel disconnected from them because they're scared too. You don't know if this money stuff will be the cause of the end of your relationship. All this is normal. It's absolutely normal. It's time to stop being normal and start being uncommon, to rise above. It's time to start communicating with your spouse, your partner, your loved one about your money. And I'm going to walk with you through all of it. If some of the things we've talked about here today resonated with you, I hope you'll keep listening when this show goes live in just a few weeks. But I wanted to use this opportunity on WIE to let you know what's coming, let you know what I've, I've been working on in the, in the background, and to encourage you to start paying attention to where your money's coming from and more importantly, where it's going to. I hope when the show launches, you'll keep listening every week as we take a deeper dive into the world of personal finance. The more first responders we can enlighten, the better our chances of survival in this dangerous line of work. So there you go, gang. A, a brief look at the first episode of Badges and Budgets. They're going to be shorter episodes, you know, 10 to 15 minutes uh, just on, on the weekly. I uh, just wanted to kind of give you a heads up that it's coming. And I'm really excited about it. I've been working uh, quite hard, actually. My first book that I, I wrote a few years ago called Badges and Budgets, I'm planning on doing a revised edition. So I've been spending a lot of time writing that. And I am uh, I just crested 20,000 words the other day. So I'm, I'm pretty stoked about it. If there's any questions you have that you want me to make sure to address that surround the world of first responders and personal finance, please, please, please. Send me an email, jason at wyeradio.com. I am happy to address any and all questions. And of course, I have uh, put my five-day budgeting challenge on a uh, new platform. It's all set up and ready to go. If you go to wyeradio.com slash budget challenge, it will take you there and it will walk you through the five steps that will get you started with getting your finances in order. One of the things I was writing yesterday was, uh, you know, how to deal with overwhelm. And of course, that'll come up in a, in a future ep episode, but a little peek behind the curtain. 
it's that old axiom of how do you eat an elephant, right? One bite at a time. And that's what the five-day budgeting challenge will do for you. It'll help you just start whittling away at this giant task uh, that when you break it down into some very simple steps is easy to begin. And I want to encourage you to do that. But for now, I'm going to sign off. This is MC from MCPD Studios, the home of WYE Radio. And we'll we'll take you back to our, our usual outro. I hope you dug the new music. Uh, I've been getting into a, a bass lately. And uh, no, I didn't play the opener, but damn, I wish I would have. It sounded so cool. All right, gang, until next week, have a good one. We'll see you. Be safe. Cheers.